Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th episode of Spiked, the OTL football podcast. Uh, my name is Jack Brittle. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Robert Vona. What's going on, Rob? I'm trying not to say pretty good because we <laughs> agreed upon the fact that we would change it up. But this time, I'm not pretty good. I'm, I'm getting over cold, so I'm less than good. I'm below average. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling better now and I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to record Bouncing a podcast back. and yeah, put my life on the line for this podcast. So <laughs> to all you viewers out there, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, Rob, Rob's doing this episode from his hospital bed. <laughs> I got committed. the mic in one hand and I got an <laughs> IV in the other hand. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, he's like, nothing's going to stop live. me from doing it. <laughs> Thursday night football, man. Like, come on. Let me go. Let me out of it. Oh, my God. Um, that's how much you guys mean to us. Yes. The All listeners. Spiked Nation. Yeah. <laughs> the, best, the best in the world. We should, the I should, best I'm gonna, fans around. I'm going to start doing that hashtag every time I post about it. <laughs> hashtag Spiked, Spiked Nation. Nation. Oh, yeah. That's, we're going to get that trending on Twitter pretty soon. Yep. <laughs> From the hospital bed. Yeah, there's uh, there's there was a lot going on this past week. Um, we're also gonna we're, we're recording this on Friday, so we're gonna discuss the uh, the Thursday night game as well. Um, so you know we get you get a little bit of bonus coverage. Um, but yeah, there was some interesting uh, there's interesting games this week, um, as there always is. But I see the first headline that we have here is one that I think surprised a lot of people, and that was. Not one, but two New York. Well, I guess if you count Buffalo, there's three teams, but we're talking New York City. Both New York City teams uh, won a game this week, both in overtime. What do you think about that? I'll give credit to the Giants because uh, they've been playing all of their competition pretty close this year. And, uh, you know, they came oh so close to beating Washington. But uh, yeah, no, they looked good against uh, New Orleans. And you know, I don't, I don't want to go from like one end of the spectrum to the other, but they're probably going to get like exposed against Dallas this weekend, just because Dallas oh, yeah. is playing that good. Uh, but yeah, I'll give them credit. They've been playing great all season and it's good to see them finally, you know, break through and get into the win column and the jets. Like, I don't want to say I'm stunned, but I, I kind of am because, yeah. um, you know, they didn't, the Titans obviously were missing AJ Brown and uh, I don't know. Did Julio play? He didn't. No. So they were missing Julio and AJ Brown. But yeah, they're two biggest receivers. They're but two biggest receivers. But hey, I mean, there's they're not a bad team without him. No. And yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, New York just pulled through finally. Yeah, I mean, I think Zach Wilson, far and away, had his best game of the of the season so far. And uh, I, I mean, I watched the highlights of the uh, the Giants game and. Uh, I was pretty impressed with Daniel Jones and uh, Saquon Barkley had a huge game. Um, probably the biggest game he's had in a while. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what you can say. I think the other big takeaway from this is that maybe the saints are not as good as we initially thought they were. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting that same, like, you know, firepower sense that I usually got from the saints. Obviously yeah. breeze isn't there, but hmm. You're right. They they just like I don't know. One week yes, one week no. One week they look great. They're too they're too inconsistent to be honest. Mm. And I mean, in in a division where obviously the Bucks are the favorite to win and Carolina's looking sharp, 
they also just added Stefan Gilmore. So mm. it might be a little, uh, a little bit tougher of a task for the Saints to reach into a wild card. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you know, obviously they lost to uh, to Carolina, um, but uh, you know, lo- lo- losing to the Giants. I mean, as much as they they look pretty good. I think that's a team that you should beat if you're trying to be in contention for a playoff yeah. spot, especially um, at home too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know, I, especially like you said, it's a tough division and um, I don't know, like it, it, that first, maybe that first week one win against the, the, the Packers was just kind of a fluke, you know, um, because the Packers have looked amazing since and the saints <laughs> have looked, not very good since. So yeah, maybe it was just the week one jitters. Aaron Rodgers yeah. just had to shake yeah. him off for week one, but yeah, he looks he looks real good, and so does Green Bay. Um, but I mean, Kansas City also getting back in the win mm-hmm. column. Um, big win over um, who was it that they played? Philadelphia. Yeah. Yes. Very high scoring, <laughs> seventy-two yes. total points scored. Mahomes as usual. Uh, five passing touchdowns, another day at the office for him. Uh, is this kind of a glimpse, do you think, back into the Kansas City that everybody's seeing? Or Yeah, yeah. I, I would think so. I, I think that, um, you know, we, we both kind of said that, you know, that just because they started one and two, nobody's writing them off. They're still the Chiefs. Um, you know, we did say maybe they're not quite as – you know, that allure of the, you know, the unbeatable chiefs is, is, is a little bit fading, but I don't think anybody is, uh, you know, is saying that they're, they're anywhere close they're to frauds. I mean, yeah. They're frauds. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously, like you said, it was a very high scoring game. Um, you know, you look at the week previous where Dallas just totally mopped up with the Eagles. Um, I think it is a little concerning that, they let them score 30 points, but at the same time, when you, when you can score 42, uh, you know, it's not that much of a problem, but 30 is no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely hear you there. It's pretty ironic too, because uh, I don't, you brought up the bills. They play each other next week, this Sunday, yes, Sunday night that'll football. Be, that'll be a really good game. Yeah. And I mean, did you uh, happen to see the bills last week? Oh my God. I, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words at this point. It's like they're just demolishing their opponents, you know? Yeah. Granted, they did play Houston. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of my word. I did say on the last episode that this was a trap game and they proceeded to get slammed 40 to zero. <laughs> my bad. But don't worry. I'll be back with more extremely hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen has been pretty solid as of late. You know, he had kind of like, I don't want to say an iffy start to the season, but obviously I think a lot of people expected a lot more of him out of week one um, going up against Pittsburgh. Since then, he's gone on to throw eight touchdowns, eight passing touchdowns in in, uh, three games, two interceptions and a rushing touchdown. So, you know, it's like it's like we said before, their offense really obviously revolves around Josh Allen because their run game just isn't anything special really. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if he gets the ball rolling, you know, I think Buffalo is going to look like the team that they were last year. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And and you look at some of the opponents they they played too. I mean, I don't think they're 
they were, you know, any slouches. I mean, you know, the Dolphins, I know they don't have Tua right now, but, um, you know, they went toe-to-toe with the Raiders and um, even Washington, you know. Um, so the fact that they're, they're – the, I, I don't think it's just the fact that they're beating these teams. It's just the way that they're beating them and, and by, you know, by, by that big of a score. So that, that's what's really impressed me. Yeah, I think for both teams, this is going to be their biggest test of the season so far, obviously. Um, I mean, the, the Chiefs have had a little bit of a rough go. Their first three games, they played three pretty good teams in Cleveland, Baltimore, and the Chargers. But uh, I think this probably takes the cake in terms of the hardest team that they're going to face up to this point in the season. Yeah, for sure. I also want to obviously give... the same goes for Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to, to uh, Tyreek Hill, who gave me like a ridiculous amount of fantasy points. I forget how much it was, but um, you know, you look at a lot, 11 receptions, 186 yards, three TDs. Yeah. That, that'll just about do it. I think I got 47.6 points. Are you, you had him in our league. I had him in a different one. Oh, okay. And I'm pretty sure they're both like PPR. So yeah, yeah, I'm not, not the same with mine. Yeah, I'm I'm two and two, and you know the not to get too off topic here, but just to quickly, we we have a uh, a, a, a fantasy football league amongst you know some of the football guys from OTL, and I have just been doing t- like absolutely terrible, like and I I remember I drafted my team. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good, you know. And I'm just sitting at 0 and 4, uh, but I wanted to say I'm I'm not that bad because in my other league, which is like a, a dynasty league, I'm I'm two and two, so I'm not that bad at fantasy football, guys. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna leave a, a quick note on myself too. Uh, I did leave Robert Woods on the bench for this week, mm. and he went off for 150 receiving yards last night. Yeah. So everybody has their days, you know. Yeah. Some it happens to the best of us. Well, it's I. I don't seem to be having my days <laughs> so far, and uh, they're coming around. Yeah, they're coming around. You just got to get that monkey off your back. Once the first yeah. one comes, you're gonna go on like a eight game win streak, just tearing through the league. You know, from your yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> anyways, uh, moving on. Um, yeah, we briefly touched on uh, on Dallas. Um, they make it three in a row. You know, I'm just really impressed with the Cowboys this year. Um, you know, I, I think it's that, you know, just the past couple of seasons, they've looked good on paper and then they've just, you know, I mean, obviously last year they lost Dak, so whatever that we kind of discount that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they, I think this really could be their year. I, I think they've really gotten the monkey off their back. Their defense has improved astronomically, um, you know, so I don't know. What do you what do you think about the Cowboys? You buying it? I am buying it. And I think for one big reason, aside from how good their defense is playing, is the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is looking mm. like Ezekiel Elliott again. And I think that works wonders for not only himself, obviously, but for Dak and for the receivers. He's got four touchdowns in his past three games after getting, you know, kind of the door shut on him in week one against Tampa. But uh he rushed for 143 yards against Carolina last week. Uh, the previous week he went for 95, but he punched the ball in twice. He is looking like, you know, the running back he was when he came out of college. And I think 
that above all is going to do a lot for them because mm. it's like we said before, like a run game, like, you know, it helps the, it helps the pass game tremendously. And when you have a good wide receiving core, like Dallas does and a competent uh, quarterback, plus the offensive line's not looking too bad. Um, you know, I, there's, they're, they're, they're only going up in my yeah. opinion. They're, they're looking real sharp. I'm one guy that I really been impressed with on the defense is, uh, is Trayvon Diggs. I mean, four games, five interceptions, one TD. Uh, that's that's like a Pro Bowl kind of pace. You know what I mean? Like if he keeps, I mean, obviously, you know, he he won't keep that pace for the whole season. I don't think, but still, that that's really impressive. Four games in. Yeah, and I th- I don't think a lot of people really had Trayvon Diggs as no. a guy to really lead the pack in terms of like you know defensive player of the year rankings. But at this point, no. like it's it's all him up until this point. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he, I mean, he only, he had a okay season last year, but not, nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, 12, 12 games, three interceptions. Um, <laughs> he's passed. He's passed that. In, yeah, exactly. In four games. Four games in. So. Um, what I yeah. what I really wanted to touch upon um, was this this Baltimore and Denver little fiasco that happened yes. did you by chance get a did it get a chance to see what was going on i did i did i, I saw a couple posts about that and there's kind of a feud going on between vic fangio and uh and john harbaugh yeah two head coaches so basically what it was was that the obviously the ravens were winning in like garbage yeah. time and um they went to rush the ball because they wanted to surpass i think it was 100 rushing yards a game to con- to continue a streak for a certain amount of games and well obviously they, you know they yeah. wanted to pass the Steelers right wasn't it to break the Steelers record like within the division I thought that's what I heard let me let me let me check this out this is funny because we're talking about it and we don't even know like I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how this you do is, podcasts this is, guys this is exactly how you prepare just, for a topic just, do, you just have just, no idea what you're talking about <laughs> Just do research mid episode. Yeah, just hang, hang on to everybody listening. I know, I know you're staring at your phone screen right now, but trust me, just just give us a second here. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, though. I, it, it was that they wanted to pass. Um, there was a, a a record for um, that the Steelers had where X amount of games they had. I think it was 100 plus rushing yards or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, you know there's that big AFC North rivalry and uh, you know, the, the Ravens wanted to, to surpass that. So instead of just taking a knee at the end of the game, um, they ended up running the ball. Um, so. What yeah, here, do you make of this situation? Okay. Here, here it is. Here it is. This is, this is, I have it right here. This is from uh SB SB nation article. The Ravens were attempting to tie history, becoming the second team of all time and the first since the uh, 1974-77 Steelers to have 43 games with 100-plus yards of rushing. So there you go. Hmm. So what, what, do you, what do you make of that? You know, I mean, obviously, there's a couple different perspectives. The one perspective is, you know, it's disrespectful. You should just take the knee because, you know, you're, you're just trying to, get yards that essentially mean nothing other than, you know, for a record. Um, but you know what? 
I, I really don't get why Vic Fangio, the head coach of the the Denver Broncos, is the, this upset because it's it's not like he was doing it like they were doing it something against the Broncos. Like it really had nothing to do with them. It, it, they just happened to be playing them that week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they're like like giving the finger to the Broncos. Like, <laughs> see, we're just gonna we're just gonna run all over you. Like, even though it means nothing. Like they just wanted to break the record. It was really more of a middle finger to the Steelers. Yeah. So I I don't know. I it depends on how much of a you know a, a purist you are. If you think it's it's one of the unwritten rules, like you don't do it. But I don't know. I I really don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I I I don't think it's that big of a deal either. Like I I, I get it. Obviously, and I think anybody does because, you know, it's just an unwritten rule. It's like one of yeah. those things you don't do, obviously. But I, I don't think I'd be made like if I were the head coach, if I were in Vic Fangio's position, I don't think I'd be making as big of a deal as he is. No, Like, obviously, in the heat of the moment, I probably would be a little ticked off by it. But I don't like he went on to a couple of press conferences after he's like, oh, this BS, like, you know. Yeah. And he was just kind of laid into him. But I, yeah, I probably wouldn't have made like that much out of it but yeah you know school, what i guess like like you, you you have games to win you know what i mean like it's just this is i think it's just distracting like just move on you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if you want to if if you want to just mention it one time like yeah i thought that was kind of bs but i feel like he like he kind of dragged it out he probably he made it into something bigger than it was. Yeah. He, the reason we're talking about it is because he made it such a big deal. Exactly. You know I mean? Like if he just brushed it off, nobody would be saying anything. But I'm not. I'm not trying to pin the blame on Vic Fangio or anything. But it's just you know it's kind of like a domino effect. Like like it happens, but you know like if he doesn't make a big deal out of it, nobody's talking about it. But because yeah. he did, everybody's talking about it, and then it sparks like a controversy. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem. I, in the heat of the moment, like I would have a problem with it. Yes, but now that it's yeah. like you know, four days past it, like it's, I'm not, I'm not sweating <clears throat> about it. No. Yeah, I saw a video of him on the sideline when it happened, and it was just all like censored. Like you couldn't oh, hear yeah. anything. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, he he definitely did not keep a PG-13 when he was no. uh, letting Harbo and Jackson know. Um. Yeah, um, the next game we'll talk about here is um, the the Cardinals took down the Rams. They're I think they're the only undefeated team still in the uh, in the NFL, right? Yes, they are four and zero. They look yeah. real good. <laughs> I agreed. Thirty seven points on the Rams defense. Kyler Murray is having an MVP type season. Um, you know they ran all over him. James Conner, Steelers legend two touchdowns and they're doing all of this. And Deandre Hopkins is yet to break hundred yards in a game. That's crazy. Which is very That's crazy. Nuts. Yeah. And he has two touchdowns on the opening day, one touchdown on week two and three and four, he's been scoreless. So I don't know, man, we, we keep saying it all the time. Like, and you know, obviously we'll, we'll, touch up touch upon this later but the rams and the seahawks played last night and this nfc west is just a shootout like an absolute bloodbath and i don't know if you heard today but uh trey lance is 
was named the starter for San Fran's uh, game this week. So <clears throat> that's going to be and Russell uh, Wilson's out for a month. Yeah, Russell Wilson's out. It's Geno Smith era in, uh, in Seattle. Oh no, Geno Smith. He looked sharp last. He night. looked yeah, like he I for real like that that pass that TD pass to DK Metcalf. That was nice. Yeah, I, I was I was rooting for him. I, I was pissed when he <laughs> threw that pick. Yeah, he was too. Did you see him? He was like, oh, yeah, he like couldn't he was, believe it. He was in disbelief. Yeah. Uh, last last rookie QB to beat um, Tom Brady too, Geno Smith. Just saying. Just saying. Could have been Mac yeah. Jones. <laughs> but Still <yes>. salty. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, uh, uh, Kyler Murray has looked great um, so far. You know, he's got uh, he's got nine TDs, four interceptions. Um, 1,273 yards. Uh, yeah. Well, and the, I don't the know. defense is playing good too. Like they have a good pass rush. Mm-hmm. They, like look, I'll, uh, they look good. I'll say this. Um, out of their four wins, obviously this one is clearly the most impressive. Um, you know, I mean, Tennessee, they're pretty, they're, they're not bad. Minnesota, not bad. Jacksonville, obviously terrible. But um, I feel like this was the game that really, you know, made me kind of believe that okay they're for real so th- th- this game th- uh, this week against uh um the cardinal or sorry against the the 49ers will be very interesting i think two somewhat similar quarterbacks in that the, you know they're both uh definitely have great legs um but yeah trey lance we'll see yeah i, I don't know how that's gonna go for lance he looks good but I don't think he's quite ready. Neither do I. Yeah. Um, but then again, Jimmy G, like, I don't know. I was never really sold on him. So it might what not a, be the worst thing to shake things up a little bit. What does Stephen A call him? Porn star Jimmy. <laughs> Is that what he calls him? Yeah. I don't know why. I've heard him call him that many times though. I've never, I've honestly never heard that, but, and I, and the thing is I would Google it, but I don't really want to Google porn star yeah. Jimmy. So yeah. We'll, we'll leave that for the viewers to decide. If it's really bugging you as to why if, Stephen if you, A. Smith. If you're, <laughs> yeah, if you're feeling brave, then you can go. Yeah. If, if, if you want to clear your search history after, by all means. Yeah. Make sure you're in, yes. incognito. Incognito. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave that. We'll leave that up to the field. But yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to let you take the reins here. What did you think of the Patriots game last week against Tampa? Oh man, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, some, some good, a lot of thoughts too. I'm not even a fan. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, obviously this was, you know, one of the most anticipated regular season (laughs) games in a while, like in a long time, um, the return, you know, you're seeing it everywhere. Um, what, you know, what's, what's going to happen? How's Brady going to look? Um, he, I, I have to say like, I was really impressed with the Patriots defense. Uh, they held the Bucks to 19 points. Uh, that I don't like. That's really impressive to me. Um, I honestly, I'll say this: in the first half, like Brady looked like off. Like he really did. I thought he was like missing passes, uh, like you know, missing throws. Um, I want to give a shout out to J.C. Jackson. He was covering like Mike Evans most of the game. I, uh, you know, he, he pretty much locked them up for most of the game. Um, 
So that's one of the good things I took out of it was that I thought the defense really stepped up. Matt Judon was great. Um, and the other positive is Mac Jones. I, I, I personally think he outplayed Brady. I know they lost the game, but for a rookie QB to be toe to toe with Tom Brady in that scenario, I think that was super impressive. Um, and I, and what made it even more impressive was that, I, I mean, I don't know what they ended the game with, but at one point the Patriots had like my, negative one rushing yards. Like it was ridiculous. They had literally no running game. So for a rookie QB to do that with no help from the running game, um, I was really impressed with that. Obviously the negative was that they, you know, they lost the game. Um, but <sighs> Honestly, I don't know what what your opinion of this is, but I really think that 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 fourth down at the end of the game, I think it was like a minute seven left. I think they should have went for it. I don't get why you're kicking a field goal. It's pouring rain. There was like an injury to Nick Folk's uh, plant leg. Mind you, he almost made it. Like he missed it by a couple inches. Like it, I think it hit the, uh, the the crossbar, but even if you do make that you're still giving Tom Brady like a minute left with two timeouts. I saw, so I, I don't understand that decision. I really do think they should have went for it, but anyway, that that's, those are my, those are my main takeaways from the game, but I'd like to hear what your, what your thoughts were. <laughs> I don't know if I could follow that up, but um, <laughs> no, I a hundred percent agree because I think like, aside from, Obviously, you know, every team looks to go out there and win the game and do what's best for the team. But I feel like just in that case scenario, like, you know, I don't think a lot of New England fans expected them to be stuck to with under two minutes left in the fourth quarter to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. So, I mean, at that point, like you got to go down swinging, you know, Mac, like you said, he was looking good all game. The run game wasn't there. Take a shot. I, I honestly, I what was with, it like fourth and two or something? Yeah, I'd live with that. If I were a fan, I'd live with that result better than if they missed Missing the, field, the goal. field goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's exactly like you said, because if they make the field goal, they're up one and Tom Brady's got the ball back two timeouts, you know, under two minutes left. So I, I, I think they also should have went for it um, surely because of the fact of just it was like all signs were kind of pointing in the Patriots direction for them to win almost. Yeah. It's like you said, like when Tom Brady, Tom Brady didn't throw a touchdown this game. No. And when that happens, you need to take advantage and they didn't, but I'll, I'll give them credit. They looked like, like I said, like not a lot of people expect them to be even close in this game and they held them to a two point deficit. So. Yeah. They, they actually did finish with my negative one rushing yards. So you know, that, that makes it even more impressive to me because Mac was 31 for 40, 275 yards, two TDs, one pick. Um, and Brady was 22 for 43, 269 yards, no TDs, no interceptions. So I don't know. Like I, I I do think there's real positives to take out of this game for the Patriots. Um, obviously the bucks keep winning. So, you know, that, that, that's all the positive you need for them. But, uh, you know, the Patriots get the, the Texans this week. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's a W. 
extremely hot take incoming. Yeah. <laughs> the New England Patriots will yeah. beat the Houston Texans. Um, I, I honestly, I might even pick them for my for the survivor pool, but we're 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 not going to get to that. That we'll get to that in a second. But in a sec, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it seems like every game that we that we highlight about the Patriots, there's always like a positive to take away from it. There is. So I, that, I, I really do think that, especially with Mac, I think he's gotten better every game I've seen him, you know, so. You know who hasn't gotten better every game I've seen? Ben Roethlisberger and the mm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, 27 to 17, they fall to Green Bay. And I'm pretty tired of talking about this because I feel like I say the same thing every time. Uh, they can't score if their lives depended on it, you know, and it's the same thing. It's like, Ben's not playing good, but the offensive line isn't there. So what do you did want you, Ben to do? Did you get a chance to watch the, the game this week? Cause I know, I think it was last week. You, you only saw like half the game, but yeah, I did. Um, I didn't watch it, it entirely, but I mm-hmm. did pick up as much as I could. Um, yeah. It's just, it, it's their game plan is way too easy pre- to predict. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, Ben's got two and a half seconds in the pocket. And if nothing's yeah. downfield, he's going to dump it off to Harris and mm. flats and Harris is going to have, you know, three linebackers come at him and just take him down. Mm. And, and, he, you know, it, and I don't think he can throw that deep anyways. It's funny because it's like, I think there was a stat last game at one point, Ben was like, I think it was two for eight or one for eight on passes over 10 yards. Mm. And it was like, you know, I don't want to say that the Steelers could have won this game, but they very well could have made it a lot closer than it was. Yeah. Not to say that it was completely out of reach because 10 points isn't anything like crazy. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's a few plays where it's like they, the receiver will have a couple yards of separation and Ben's just got to hit him. And like, you know, if he hits him in stride, obviously, and like, it's a touchdown, the yeah. guy's got three yards of separation on the defensive back. So there's no reason why if that throw is made, um, it won't be a touchdown. So it's just, it's funny how it works because everybody's like, you know, at, at one point their, their game plan is five yard passes or three yard dump offs to Harris in the flats and they don't take those shots. Then when they do take those shots, it's a dropped pass. Yeah. It's an overthrow. It's an underthrow. And it's like, that's the part where I'm like, okay, Ben, like you got to step it up because, you know, one, one big play and that can change a lot. Yeah. Right. It's just a little bit of momentum for some of the rookies. And, you know, I think they could make it a lot more entertaining than it is, but you know, until that changes, it's, it just seems like there's no sense of like leadership and, you know, when, when the QBs not work, not working, it seems like nothing's going to work. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they definitely need to look into drafting a quarterback in this upcoming draft because um, Ben is nearing the end a lot sooner than I think they realize. Um, so that's definitely something I'd like to talk about in the future. Hopefully I don't have to have this conversation again, but I probably yeah. will. Um, I don't do know. You know what they, do you? Who do they play next week? Do you know? They're at home against Denver. Now, yeah, I think that's a winnable game. I do. I do think it's a winnable game because I think Teddy Bridgewater is is hurt or he's a game time decision. Oh, is he? Um, oh, yeah. Because yeah. yes, yeah. Because Drew Locke came in last week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, they played Denver at home last year, and Drew Locke was uh, the quarterback, and they won Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. 
It was a close game, but they won. Um, I, I think this is 100% a winnable game. Um, but it's like I said, like, it's just way too easy to predict. And it's like, you know, they have their chances and they don't take advantage. And then, you know, the defense can only do so much. Mm. And I mean, Denver doesn't have a, you know, crazy shoot the lights out offense. No, I think if they, if they lose that game and go to one and four, I think that's really like some cause for concern. If they, if they win this game, like, okay, you're two and three, like you're one game back of being 500. Like you're not, your season's not done. But I think this is almost a must win for where they are in the season. Yeah, it, this is like not the turning point, but kind of is. Yeah. Um, you know, at home, Denver's a good team, three and one on the year. Um, if there's a time to, to get it going, it's now. You, you can't. You just can't fall to one and four. No, that's that's very bad. Like you're going nowhere <laughs> at that point. Yeah, that is very bad. Um, yeah. I, I like I said, I don't, I don't expect them making the playoffs at this rate, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, going into the season, I, I did, I, I kind of expected that they were going to have similar problems of last year, especially because the offensive line. But it's just hard to see it come to come yeah. to happen in front of your eyes. But yeah, I, you're right. This is, uh, this is a must-win game if you're the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers. Moving on uh, to the Monday night game, the Chargers pulled off a. Well, it wasn't. It was a fairly close. I mean, it was it was closer at some points than it was at the end. But uh, they pulled off a, an impressive win against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I want to just say about this game: what was going on with the delay? I thought I thought there was. <laughs> I thought this was an indoor stadium. <laughs> so. What I understood was they said it was a rain delay, but they were having some trouble with lighting. So they just, they used the term rain delay, but okay, something was going on with the lights. So they, they were delayed All like right. an hour almost or something. Yeah, it was weird. I was just really confused because I'm like, what? There's a roof on it. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. The Anyways, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I was uh, I was really looking forward to this game because I, I think it was kind of these are two, you know, of the the well the, the top teams in the uh, in the AFC West, right? And uh, I don't know, what do you think? Like, I I know you weren't really sold on the Raiders, and you know, after this performance, you know, I don't think Derek Carr looked great. Um, so I don't know, what do you think? I do think this that the Chargers are just that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of faith coming into the season on the Chargers, and I still do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just the Raiders don't. You know, they looked a little shaky. Obviously, they took Miami to overtime, but um, that that was a little shaky. I think a lot of people were expecting that they would come away with an easier win than they did. And I mean, <laughs> did you see that comment Derek Carr made before the game? He said like. It's basically a home game when they're playing the Chargers because there's mm. so many Raiders fans that are out there. Yeah. So I think that probably sparked something under the Chargers. But yeah, for the, for the most part, they did make it a lot closer. Uh, they scored two unanswered in the third quarter, the Raiders, but obviously they couldn't complete the comeback. But uh, again, I think it's just a test to the Chargers are just that good. Um, but 
to to back up your point there, I don't. I'm not completely sold on the Raiders. Um, mm-hmm. Because if they want, because realistically, like two teams for sure from this division are making the playoffs, possibly three. Mm-hmm. And I say possibly because the AFC is a good conference, and it seems like if the Raiders want to be a playoff team, I, I or if any team from that division wants to be a playoff team, you need to come top two. Yeah. And these are the games you have to win. I know it's early on in the season, but still. No, it's true. Divisional game is a divisional game. It could it could come down to, to this as like a tiebreaker or something. Right. So I think if the Raiders want to be that team, they need to sharpen up a little bit. And these are the games that they got to win. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, to touch on that, I the comment about the, you know, it being like a home game, it, it sounded like it was like 50-50 to me, honestly. It was like I, I saw a fair amount of Chargers, but a lot of Raiders fans too. And those are probably some leftover from Oakland, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're very far from each other either, like Vegas and Los Angeles. No. So the the, the the probably mix, yeah, it was probably a mix of Vegas and Oakland fans, but yeah. Um, moving on to the most recent game that was just played uh, on this most uh, recent Thursday, um, the Rams continue to impress over the uh, the Seahawks. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what else can be said. I mean, the Seahawks look pretty good in in some parts of this game, but um. You know, obviously they lost Russell Wilson, uh, but I, I mean, we were talking about you know Geno Smith. He looked, I mean, he looked, he didn't look bad. Um, obviously, he's no Russell Wilson, but they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to go with uh, with Geno Smith for a couple of weeks because uh, looks like Russell's gonna be out for about a month. Did I did I see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think his hand or his finger. His um, finger, yeah, yeah. I will say this. This is the first Seahawks game I've watched in a while. And uh, their defense is horrendous. It's really bad, yeah. It is brutal. I was watching, like, just Jamal Adams cover, and he seems like he's just, like, he's trotting. And he's just, like, kind of, like, lost out there. And, and like paid so much money for this guy, Oh, my too. God. It's like, you know, Cooper Cup and Woods, like we said, we said earlier, um, had a fantastic game. And it's like, you know, he's catching 15 to 20 yard passes. He's got yeah. 10 yards of space around him. And the first ones out there to make the tackle are the linebackers. It's not even the secondary. No, it's, I don't know. They, they just look like lost out there. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, it's tough when you have a defense like that, because you're just relying on your offense to totally outscore the opponent. Um, and you know, I, I obviously uh, th- there was some bright s- spots for the Seahawks. DK Metcalf had a great game. Um, you know, I, th- I think everybody was paying attention to that matchup with him and, and Jalen Ramsey, and you know, he pretty much proved he could he can win that matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know that's another division, right? Where it's like every, there's there's kind of three or well, what am I saying? Yeah. All four teams <laughs> vying for that. Uh, you know to be in the playoffs. So it's going to, it's going to, I think it's going to go right to the finish line. Yeah. I will say this, this is a huge blow for Seattle losing yeah. Russ. Um, 
on the flip side, they play the Steelers in week six. So, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be real tough. As good as Geno Smith looked the other night, yeah. um, you know, Russell Wilson's the man yeah. and, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough go. Yeah, that'll, uh, I think that'll just about do it for, uh, talking about all the storylines and games this past week. So we're going to get into our next, uh, our reoccurring uh, topic every week, which is the, our survivor pool. Yeah. Um, this is two weeks in a row. Now I've had a scare. Mm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we both took the Raiders and obviously they won against Miami, you know, over time. Um, you took the bills last week, took care of business 40 to nothing. And I took the Bengals who mounted an incredible second half comeback against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, one thing I want to touch upon for all you. Survivor poolies, uh, the Titans. Um, let me see if I can pull it up here. I'm in a, I'm just. Survivor pool on Yahoo and uh, a trip to Vegas, like all inclusive and stuff like that. So like, I don't know, I'm gunning for it, but yeah. uh, I think like, you know, there were like 40,000 people entered in this and like, I think 15% of them took the Titans. So it knocked off like 10,000 people yeah. because of that game. Right. So big shout out to the jets for helping everybody out that didn't take the Titans. Um, but moving on to this week, there's a couple of games I'm looking at. Uh, some of them make me a little bit more nervous than others. I'm not going to lie. Um, at the same time, I think this is another week where you kind of got to go with like a, a, a for sure, like heavy hitter team. Yeah. Because it's just, it's really tight. Um, do you have your pick? I'm really leaning towards uh, the Patriots. I, I just think that's so <laughs> any team that plays the Texans, I feel like it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty much guaranteed to be a win. Um, other than that, um, let me see here. Um, the Packers, I think, would be a pretty decent pick. Uh, the Bucks. Um, yeah, the Cowboys maybe. That would be though. It would be between those. I would say, those four. I want to go out on a limb for the third week in a row and take like a, like an in-between game. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Minnesota. They're at home against Detroit. I see no reason why they shouldn't win. You're playing with fire, man. I swear. I know I'm going to get burned. I'm going to, but you know what? If it works out, you're a genius because with me, I'm picking all these good teams. Like I, I said last week, I think it was like, I'm going to end up like week, week 17. I'm picking like Jacksonville or something, you know, because I got literally nobody left. Oh, if I make it that far, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I got to make it there first, but like, okay. I, I don't think Minnesota's a bad team. No, I don't. They, you know, that what was the score with, it was a really low scoring game against Cleveland last week. Like 14, it was seven, 14, seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, they took down the Seahawks at home. They made it a one they they lost by one to Arizona. Um, 
you know, the first game they did lose to Cincinnati, but if I'm trying to look at the bright side here, it was a one possession game. It was an overtime and lost by field goal. Um, like I said, like, I, I feel like Detroit, like they're just another case where it's like, they got nothing going on, but yeah, I opened the score app here and the, the headline is Vikings need boost, but can't bank on winless lions as a remedy. Basically saying that this is going to be a lot closer than people intend. And I agree. I do think it's going to be closer because yeah. divisional games tend to be close. Yes. But they just, they just got to win. Yeah, I don't know. I I, um, I feel like every week I tell you not to pick the close games and you do it anyway and it pays off. So I, it's, you know, if you if you feel comfortable with that, then go go ahead. I I, I think though I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Patriots. All right, set it in stone. Yeah. See I'm now locking it in. I I I also don't hate Atlanta, mm-hmm. but the Jets are coming off a win, and it's in London this game. Yeah. So. It's, just, like it's that, just a matter of who sucks less, really. Exactly. <laughs> Between <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, like, man, could they pick like a worse matchup for like oh, man. the people in London? It's like, man, what? Let's like, it's like they sat down and were like, who are the worst two teams <laughs> that we could think of to play this game? And you know, in London, I, we're gonna ship I, them overseas. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that game's too much of a wild card. I don't know. Just like, cause it's so weird. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't touch that one, but that's just me. All right, I'm going with Minnesota. Okay, I'm doing it. This is two weeks now. I've been by the skin of my teeth. I've been I've been making it out alive, and we're just gonna ride the hot streak. Yeah. So I mean, I think they should win, like you said, but I just I think they should too. But I'm just like they're favored by 10. I don't think they're going to win by 10 points. Mm. I think it's going to be a touchdown or maybe a, a field goal or in, in mm. between there. Yeah. It is at home though. So that helps. it is at home. Kirk cousins has been playing good. One yeah. interception on the year, nine touchdowns. Like we said, like, like Minnesota is not a bad team. It's no. just, they're not either mediocre. Yeah. And but mediocre like teams saying. should beat really bad teams. Yeah, it's like we keep saying, just win, baby. This yeah. is it's all you got to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we have our our picks in go. for this week. So to, tune in next week to see if if we're still alive. Yeah. Um, hopefully. I don't know. What are we gonna do if like one of us is out? Like, I guess we'll just one of us will. We'll yeah. Keep we'll just keep keep it going. Yeah. But. We're not going to be out, so no, no, we're doesn't we're, matter. We're, we're both going to. We're win. still going to be here. Don't worry. Yeah. Picking Jacksonville over the Chiefs, and they're going to win. We're going to be like, I don't know what will happen during the playoffs, or do we do we do the playoffs, or no? It's just regular season. Okay. I mean, we, we'll we'll probably like come that time. We'll have our picks for, you know, who's going to win each yeah. playoff game. But in terms of survivor pool, uh, it it only goes until the regular season. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well, I think that just about wraps up 
our uh the 10th episode of spike the otl football podcast um join us next week uh we'll we're usually going to be posting either each friday or each saturday one of those days so just subscribe and you'll get notified whenever we post um make sure you leave a review um check out the otl instagram twitter website i'll post all the links to everything in the description um along with me and robert's uh all of our social media and uh yeah that's about it i unless i well, we probably do we have stuff uh coming up in the uh, football department uh yeah well we have the continuing series of uh OUA OUA, recaps, yeah. which is honestly a lot more interesting i know i said it last time but it's very very interesting yeah yeah so uh a lot of people should go check that out and there's not uh, a lot of people well, doing that stuff like writing about yeah so definitely check out written by the man the myth the legend the myth the legend Fed. yep gotta love him um but yeah i'm sure we'll come up with some stuff as the season progresses you know midway through the season whether it's um you know, awards rankings or just power rankings in general, maybe something like that, or like a recap of the first half yeah. predictions for the second half. The, the possibilities are endless, but Absolutely. you can catch all of this under one simple solution. And that's by keeping up to date with over the line sports. So and spike. it's just, it's just that simple. Yeah. It's just that simple. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you everybody for listening and, uh, We'll see you next time.